You bring your phone everywhere. Work, school, the movies. Now you can bring it to an Xfinity store for an easy way to switch to Xfinity Mobile, a new kind of network designed to save you money. You can get up to five lines of talk and text included with Xfinity Internet at no extra cost, so all you pay for is data. It's never been easier to switch to Xfinity Mobile and keep the phone you love. Click here to see how. Sorry, I gotta take this. Restrictions apply. Limited to select mobile phones. Requires activation of a new line of Xfinity Mobile. Up to five devices per account. New Xfinity Internet customers limited to up to two lines pending activation of Internet service. Oh man. Live from Live Mana Worldwide Studios in the heart of Little Italy, San Diego, the greatest city in the world. Not that your city's not great, but San Diego's pretty fantastic. This is Joshua T. Berglund's morning gratitude with the mayor. Wow! What a day! Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? This broadcast is brought to you by. I'm going to cry. This broadcast is brought to you by E360 TV. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, I can't even spit this out. This is amazing. This broadcast is brought to you by E360 TV, the Edge Radio Network, the Melissa Hall TV show, Live Mana Worldwide, and SoCo Cannabis Creations. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I'm butchering these intros every day. I am so sorry. <laughs> we are being heard live on Spreaker. Uh, <laughs> we're being heard live. Oh my God. This is just, I'm so sorry. I'm going to get used to this eventually, but I have to be honest with you guys. Everyone listening on Spreaker live, everybody listening uh, on the Edge Radio Network, everyone watching live on Facebook live, and everybody from the E360 TV network, you have to understand that every moment, every day I get to do this, I get giddy and almost emotional. This is a dream for me. Gosh dang it, I thought I got my tears out this morning. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude, and I would be remiss to say, if I did not say, that today I am grateful for all of the people that have made all of this possible. Melissa Hall, thank you. Aaron, thank you. (coughs) Glenn, thank you. Manny Lopez, thank you. Everyone listening and watching on Facebook, thank you. Soco Cannabis Creations, thank you. Dave Soco, thank you. I am so thankful. (laughs) One day I'm going to get used to this, I think, but I am so thankful uh, to all of you guys. Um, I am really excited to be here. This is, uh, this is everything in the world to me. I, I love doing this. This is something that I, I get so excited. I have to make sure that I calm down my emotions before the show because I, every time I get to do this, I am excited and I feel blessed and I'm blessed to, um, 
<laughs> I'm blessed to be here. And uh, I'm blessed to have you guys here. And uh, gosh dang it, this screen keeps popping out on me. Um, guys, I'm just really, really grateful to um, have all of you here. Everybody listening on the Edge Radio Network. Everyone listening live on Spreaker. Everybody watching live on Facebook Live. And everybody from E360 TV, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to have an intro soon, so I don't have to butcher this anymore. <laughs> but I am so thankful for all of you. Good morning, Veronica, Kim, Mary, Aaron, Carl, Jane, Brian, great to see you. Ivan, great to see you, my man. Jane Stewart, great to see you. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining the show. If you're listening live on the radio right now, you can come check us out on Facebook Live. Just look up Joshua T. Berglund. Uh, look up Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Um, I think you can go to E360 right now and see us live. It is just an, an absolute amazing day, and I'm so blessed to be here. Um, there's a lot to get into today. Um, it's just this is terrific. I have I had the blessed. I was at Manny Lopez's. Uh, Manny Lopez puts on an amazing event called Cervex, and at the Cervex Cervex San Diego, I had the pleasure of meeting an amazing woman. I mean, I remember just seeing her. I didn't know who she was, and but I could just feel her energy and. I just and, and watched her smile and watched how she interacted with other people. And I thought, God, that's an awesome woman right there. And then she came up and talked to me and asked to take a picture. I almost lost it because <laughs> I have so much respect for this woman. Um, and now I am blessed to have her on the show. Um, guys, we are going to have a long show today because I also, right after the one and only Nancy Burroughs, we have Chris and Eric Martinez uh, coming on the show and I, I'm super stoked about that like I hope I don't run out of energy so I need your comments if you guys have questions don't be afraid to ask and so radio audience um, if you want to be able to interact and ask questions just come over to Facebook join the crowd we have a beautiful crowd today Kim good to see you um, this is this is amazing so you guys let's get right into this so Nancy Burroughs MA, what does MA mean? Does that mean master's? I have my master's degree? I need to figure that out. She is an influential speaker for women's events, business events, conferences, and retreats. She has been the keynote speaker at numerous events, including Edwards Air Force Base. Nancy is a transformational relationship coach and the author of Power of the Question, 100 Questions to Strengthen Your Relationship. She is the CEO and founder of Nancy Burroughs International. Nancy has a master's degree in marriage and family therapy and is a certified life coach as well as being certified in both NLP, I need to learn about this, and timeline therapy. Since 1997, she has been passionate about creating a space for people to heal their past, step into their personal power, and live their purpose. Amen. I'm excited about this one. As a professional speaker who has given over 500 speech, dadgum, 500 speeches, Nancy shares her personal story, which inspires others and gives them hope that there is a way to heal and restore love. Her profound concepts and tips will leave the audience wanting more as she expands their mind to new ways of thinking and behaving. Nancy lives in Lu Leona Valley, California. Leona? I'm used to Indian words from Oklahoma. I don't know what that word is. <laughs> Where she has been married to her husband, Michael, for 29 years. Together, they have raised three children, Jesse, 30, Jake, 27, and Leslie, 21. Coaching is the heart of her work. When there is an integration of knowledge and behavior, 
That's where wisdom begins and transformation occurs. She works with individuals, couples, teens, high schools, businesses, and churches. Her clients will walk away with skills in personal development and relationship mastery. Ladies and gentlemen, oh my gosh, the one and only, the lovely, the beautiful, and I'm blessed to call a friend, Nancy Burroughs. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good morning. Welcome to Morning Gratitude. That's a lot to spit out. You are, you, are, you are quite the accomplished woman. I didn't know you were that much of a badass when we met. Wow. Golly. I thought you were a fan of me when you asked for a picture. I should have asked for your dadgum autograph. God. How are you today? Oh, I'm so happy to have you. I'm, I'm sorry about my emotional intro. I just, I got to tell you, man, the, God is amazing. And, and it's just like every little step to achieving this childhood dream of mine. Ah, God, I'm going to quit talking about it. Anyway, so Nancy, what are you grateful for today? I love it. Uh, I'm also grateful for, as you just mentioned, you know, God's unconditional love. I mean, where would we be without that? If, no matter what I've done, or how well I've done it, or how poorly I've done it. <laughs> Regardless. Right. You know, I'm going to bet on that, right? I'm grateful for my family. You know, I love being surrounded by uh, my people, right? They made me happy. Mm -hmm. And, okay, I bet you don't know this about me, or you might. I love taking uh, photos. So I'm very grateful for nature. I love the ocean, the trees, the mountains, the snow, the textures, the colors. You like photos like that? <laughs> love that. So, <laughs> we... <laughs> so, if you're listening on the radio right now, I really want to start this thing. This is what my friend Melissa Hall had a suggestion about Funky Photo Friday. And I love seeing people's funny photos. And so here's my funky photo. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But tell us about your photos. I love that. So tell me, so the, the motivation for the photos and that angle. So give me, give me an idea of a situation in a relationship speaking of, because let's just go with men and women. We speak completely different languages and we see things through different lenses. We see things through various experiences. Absolutely. So, so let's talk about that. You're the, you're the photo. I mean, you, you were mentioning photos. So give me just, let's, let's talk about it. G explain to me like scenarios of how people 
look at through these different lenses how that can affect our relationships and how we might be able to improve them. Absolutely. You know, when we come into this world, we come in so pure and we come in with joy and there hasn't been any trauma. There, we just want to be loved, right? Loved and held. Right. When the world comes in and we're watching and we're depositing these thoughts into our brain, right? Maybe there was a math teacher that said, you know what? You just don't do math very well. And so what did I tell myself? I actually heard that. <laughs> what did I tell myself? You're not very good at math. <laughs> so I might have deposited the thought, you're just not that smart. Right. right? Or life happens to us. And, um, you know, I was sexually abused by my brother, my adopted brother. <laughs> so what thoughts might have I put in my head? I'm dirty. I'm full of shame. Tainted. I was adopted. What thoughts might I put in my head? God. Maybe you're unlovable. People will leave you in life. Hmm. So see how the world comes in and we we have an emotion, then we get a thought, and then we attach beliefs to it. Then we write a story in our head. I know this is a lot to follow, right? Then we write a story in our head. And we believe it, whether it's a lie or the truth. Oh, God. <clears throat> I, oh, my God. I, I, my picker is broken. Um, so everything you're talking about is the stories and the, or I, I refer to them as labels, but they're stories. And, sure. you know, after what had happened to me as a child, um, with being molested. I thank God it wasn't a family member. I can't imagine what that would have done. Um, but the physical abuse, the abandonment, um, and then, and then letting that poison my soul. But I told myself I was damaged. I would never like my, my mother and my grandmother are the biggest influences in my life. And I've always, I, they're, I mean, I know they're not perfect, but I had them on a pedestal because it's what I respected. That was the model woman that I desired and I wanted, but I never strive for that because I didn't think I was worthy. I thought I didn't deserve to have what I respected and wanted. <laughs> I had, I had, a, I, I settled in my mind. I made choices based on, Oh, she'll love me because you know, she's whatever, like she'll make me better. Or this is this, I, I would tell myself stories to make up for the fact that I felt inadequate and that I didn't deserve to have what I wanted. And it's amazing how that, those stories that I told myself, how it shaped me going into a relationship, my first marriage that I should not have ever been in. But I thought, oh, I just found out that I had a three-year-old daughter moved back from Florida to Oklahoma. And I started telling myself, well, she'll make me she'll make me be a better father because I thought that I couldn't be crazy and fun and free spirited and be a good father. I, I, I. So I, I, I settled, and then what happened was I got in a situation where now I'm stuck in this commitment that I didn't want to be in. So then I started living a double life and then a triple life. Then I get divorced, <laughs> lose everything, and then walk into another relationship in a situation that was even worse than the last and then started living a triple and quadruple life 
and started putting all of these masks on. And all I did because of a story and a lie that I told myself, and it altered my course for years. And, and all of the damage that I caused because of that is, I mean, looking back at it, man, I, it makes me sick, you know? Now, I live my life much differently now, but think about all the people out there that are telling themselves stories and lies and the damage that they're not, it's not just causing themselves, but they're causing other people. So it, it's just a ma- it's amazing to me how powerful the stories we tell ourselves are. It is. And isn't it interesting that by telling us these stories, we think we, we need to be somebody else or we need to take on, um, I remember when I first got married, if I was like, if I, if I just keep the house clean, if, if I um, keep my kids clean, if dinner's on the table, he'll love me more. Yeah. Right? And it wasn't for me, it was my actions. If my actions just um, match what I think the perfect wife is, he'll love me. And when I first got into the speaking business, you know, it was like, oh, I want to be one of those women of eight speakers. I'm going to get on the stage, I'm going to wear what they wear, and I'm going to act like they act. And, <laughs> and I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. Right. And um, it just doesn't work. Because it's not authentic. It's not real. And it's almost like false advertising, isn't it? Right. Oh, it is. They don't really love us because they don't even know us. What did... Tell me... So you you mentioned that you were raped by your brother, correct? Yeah. Okay. When when did you start the healing process? Like, how, how long did you allow that to soil and, 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 and remain inside before you started screaming out for help? That's a really good question. Uh, actually, if you would ask me when I was in my 20s, uh, I didn't remember any of it. And uh, I got into college and I was taking a, a psychology class and it was a final. And they asked on the test uh, symptoms of being abused. And all of a sudden, they started resonating with me, resonating with me. And then there was this line that said, lighting a fire. And I had lit a fire. Now I didn't mean for the fire to, to be big, but um, it took a tree down, actually. So, <laughs> remember back to that unconditional love part? <laughs> <laughs> You don't have cats, do you? <laughs> Sorry, the cat cat killing joke. My bad. Playing with matches in lighting pipe on fire. It wasn't intentional. So anyway, back to the test. I just broke down in the and then all the memories came back, and I actually shut it down shut it down. Um, then I got into my master's degree and we hit the top again. I, 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 I'm good with my stuff, so I'm going to just let it out there because I don't know who's watching and I don't know who needs to know this, but our mind is extremely powerful. Hmm. It holds memories and if we don't take care of them, they just grow and manifest, right? 
So when I was going through the master's degree and studying it, I actually saw spiders in my bed. Spiders that didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, you know what? I'm not gonna approach this because I don't wanna keep seeing these. And so I didn't, I didn't approach it. But you know what happens when we don't take care of the past, when we don't heal what's broken within us, they will keep manifesting and we won't be in our authentic skin and we can't do the great things that we're meant to because the stuff gets in the way. So finally, uh, when I was 50, 50, mind you, it took me that long that's why I wrote my book, The Power of the Question. What it is, is a concept book. And I asked myself the question, how come I'm not excelling? And your subconscious will answer things when you're ready for the answer. And in the morning, um, I heard, heal the abuse. No, oh, look at that, I just destroyed it. Okay, back. So I said, <laughs> I said, um, how come I'm not excelling? And in the morning, I heard, you think you're broken. You mm. think you're broken. So then I followed it up with, what do I need to do so I think I'm not broken? And it said, heal the abuse. So I dialed up uh, somebody who I knew was good at that, and I, I faced it. And you know what, Josh? We just don't know how... Um, captive we are, what a prisoner we are, until we heal what's broken. Like, this is why you feel my joy. This is why I can radiate it out, because I carried that weight for so long, and now I'm free. (laughs) (laughs) So, let me ask you, um, in your experience, and you, I mean, you're very, very accomplished in what you've done. For me, I've, I've always been confused by, like, the sexual abuse triggered thoughts that did create nightmares, but they weren't near, nearly as, they didn't F me up as much, it, it didn't F me up as much as the physical abuse, the the feeling of, um, and look, I've forgiven my father, but this is be the truth here, like the feeling of his hands around my throat, I can still feel them. To this day, um, when I'm attacked, my first instinct is go right, like I can't even say it, but just go for the throat, wow. it, whether it's verbally or physically. Like I, I say on the show, I mean, people that have have listened to the show now for a while, I'm sure they've heard me say bite people's faces, but I say that kind of joking around, but truthfully it's 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 there's there's something deep-seated there in the sense that that's what i go for is the jugular and because i think the physical abuse has damaged me way more than the sexual abuse did is that even is that is that common or what do do you know about that in your experience i do i it's just it's all damaging you know and each person is different too you know sometimes people will tell you um it's the verbal abuse. It's the verbal abuse I can't get over because the thoughts are so deposited in there. Right. Right? Yeah. So I think every person takes things differently. Yeah. It is, it's, it's, 
the irony too in the event that we met at is you know i don't know anything about orphans and that that system at all the foster program i didn't know anything about it until the first cervix um that manny lopez, manny lopez put on uh and then i met lauren harris there and then you know and now all of a sudden i have all of these people that have that are coming into my life that have been part of the foster care system and the one thing that we have in common is the abuse yeah. and it is so it's so heartbreaking it, it, it it's so heartbreaking because you know you look at adults i remember being a kid and I, I was raised at the country club i was seven years old and got to like frolic around the golf course all day long and was just be friends with everybody but i was around adults and that was my babysitter and so but we look to adults we look to people that are older than us and wiser than us to protect us and to to give us wisdom and when we offer that trust to them and then to have them use it in such a negative way it's 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 got it's amazing what that does how did you heal from your abuse i called a mentor up who was actually a facilitator for climber and associates and i had known him and uh he had me share my story and you know like i said there's a masterful Counselors, therapists, there's this intuition sometimes that we have. And then when we feel it from somebody, we just, we say it because we accept that intuition that we have. Right. And he must have had that with me because I told him about the, the fire and I felt a lot of shame about that. I mean, a ton of shame about that. And you know what he did, Josh? What? He laughed. He laughed. And that was so healing for me because I didn't feel so, so like, you huge sucker. <laughs> right. You know, like, like, I got to be human. Like, it was an accident. I didn't mean for that to happen. Yeah. <clears throat> the most freeing thing for me, um, in this, in the, in the, in this journey that I've been on the last, I, mean, I guess it's three years now. Um, and the heal when I finally started doing the work to heal is the moment I realized I was grateful for everything that happened to me. Like yeah. I was able to look and I now this the self-inflicted stuff I can't say I'm grateful for because well, it's really, really hard to it, I, I can't wrap my head around what in the heck I was doing to myself. But the things that happened to me, I now I now look at it with and smile and go, this was part of God's plan because now I have a voice. I'm being blessed with a platform to speak out and use my voice to encourage people to have a voice and scream out. Like you don't need to wait until you're 36 to get right. You don't need to wait. You can do it now. <laughs> you can you can start the process now. And And a lot of it came, a lot of the healing, and I know this is something you're big on, but a lot of the healing started when I finally accepted the assignment from God to yeah. live my purpose. Would that happen? And so, and, and, and the irony in that, and it's still baffling to me how living my purpose and, and my pain kind of met in the middle. They, work, they started working together. What a mind-blowing thing. Like, right. my pain is part of my purpose 
in which brings me the most joy in this world. What a freaking concept is that? That's amazing to me. Like, what? It's crazy. So I want to talk about this. So how did you, like for you, because you have like mastered the living purposefully, what, what made you get into that? Like what, where'd the motivation come, come from? say you were stoned? Stoked. Oh, stoked. Stoked. Okay, sorry. I My bad. <laughs> Shout out to Soco Cannabis. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> have that superhuman ability to pull stuff. Woof. what's happened 
I even have this philosophy that I think God is, okay, this is my thoughts. I think God's almost comfortable with that because he said, you know, Josh, I know you can handle this. Nancy, I, you've got this, and I will be there for you, and I am with you, but I need you on my team mm-hmm. in this certain way, and I know that you're going to help people. And so I'm like you. I want to embrace that. We know what it's like. We know what it's like to have the pain and the struggle and the fight, and then we know what it's like to have that freedom, right? Yeah, absolutely. I remember... I, I, I remember... For the long, years, go, where is God? Where is God? Where is God? But I, in, in looking back at it, when I finally was just shut up and learned to listen, um, I realized that he had been there and he had been trying to talk to me, but I said, no, no, I want this. I want that. I want, you know, I think they call it, what is it, the fleshly desires or whatever. I everything to escape my head because I didn't want to deal with my crap. I didn't want to deal with my baggage. I didn't want to deal with the hurt because it felt so much better to numb it. Yes. And, and, and like the, whether it was sex or cocaine or just, you know, and alcohol has never really been my thing, but like even alcohol or, 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 or anger or a rage, like the rage felt better than tears. Like people make fun of me. I get made fun of all the time. I cry, but I have 36 years of built up tears that are been waiting to come out. Like God has been, has given, has shown me this opportunity my whole life. And so now every one of these moments and every one of the milestones and every one of the setbacks that I have, I just know that it's going to be okay. And and I trust in his plan. I got fired on my day off from a radio station. Like literally. So this is the truth. This is true. This is an honest to God story. I was so excited because I got picked up by a radio station that's heard globally. I'm not going to say their name, but Joe, hello. I know you're listening. Um, he, and then after a week of just doing like, wow, it was fun. And I, there were some kinks and bugs and heck there still is. I still can't figure out the intro thing. But because every day something new happens that I want to talk about in my intro. But on Saturday, I got an, a call from Glenn, who is with the Edge Radio Network, and he offered me a position to be on their station too. Well, I thought, well, this is great. This is an affiliate station. Now I'm going to be on two radio stations. Well, guess not, because I got a call going, uh, you're fired. <laughs> or not, it didn't say you're fired, but basically you're terminated from the station. And I'm like, well, what the heck? I didn't know. And so we had a talk and then I was given an ultimatum to choose between that radio station and the Edge radio network. And one was a startup. But I something I prayed about and felt in my heart, you know what? This is not about how big the audience is. This isn't about any of that. This is about doing his will. This is about doing what I was created to do. So I chose to go with the Edge radio network. And there's been, there was a drop off obviously in listeners, but last night I found out that this is now powered by E360 TV. And, but even in that moment of getting fired right after I thought, oh my God, I've achieved a lifelong dream. And then I get canned. (laughs) 
I, I, I go, you know what? I just trust. I just trust that God is going to do what he, he's, he has my best intentions at heart. And knowing that, made, I didn't miss a beat. I mean, mind you, I'm still figuring things out. But as far as my enthusiasm and my passion and my love to, for, for the, doing this show and getting to speak with people like yourself, that didn't change. If anything, it was elevated and I was encouraged because I was being supported by people that believe in me. Yeah. And, and for, for 30, I mean, however many years, I don't want to do math right now because I'm going to butcher it. But the point is that 98% of my life was about not feeling inadequate and not feeling like I was good enough and, and not feeling like I fit in and not feeling like I was supported and loved by anyone but my mother. But I mean... I and to finally be able to just step into that purpose and have these amazing people come in my life that truly care and and want me to to help me get to where God wants me to go. It's we all have separate missions in life and each mission is our own. But the more we live our purpose, the more steps that we take towards living our purpose, all of a sudden people start to come into your world into your hemisphere that are with you in your journey. And it may be for a week, it may be for a month, it may be for a few years, or it could be for a lifetime. You don't know. But the beautiful way of one of the most beautiful things in the world is watching God work when you do what you're called to do. So I want to ask you something. People ask all the time, how do I know what my purpose is? I know there's a few of them um, on here right now um, because they ask every day. Like, how, how do I know what my purpose is? What do you have to say to that? Your purpose, you've been given gifts and natural abilities, right? Right. So, uh, look, at those. look at those things. Look at those things that you're really good at. Sometimes there's a great saying, if you are in the picture, no, if you are in the frame, you cannot see the picture. If you're in the frame, you cannot see the picture. So sometimes what that means is we're just too close to ourselves sometimes to see. So imagine going outside that frame. Mm -hmm. That's why we need to imagine. <laughs> so this is how I found out mine. I was working for Manpower. It was a temporary agency, right? Mm -hmm. And they sent me into another temporary agency and they wanted me to be the spy, right? The spy? So, the spy. Espionage? Wait a second. Are you sure your name's not Nancy Drew? Does anyone remember Nancy Drew? <laughs> okay. love that because I did the same thing. I, I told this story, I think in one of the other shows I did when I was crying my eyes out about, Oh, I was when I bought the microphone and, and, <laughs> just, just, and all my, my guys I worked with and golfing buddies and, 
and and I we were always obsessed with talk radio. We always talked about talk radio. We had our favorite shows, and we would do bits, and you know, and 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 I. And I always say, man, if I was, I swear to you, if I could do anything in the world, I would be a radio host. And I would just say it like, but also say it without the belief that it was possible because I'm like, oh, I'm in Oklahoma and (laughs) I'm such a boob. Anyway, I'm in Oklahoma. I'm in sales. Like, oh, I, you know, I I can't do radio. I'm not going to go to radio school. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. Oh my gosh. I got to tell you, every day, I just think about those little seeds that were planted and how, and I always pull up my phone when this happens, but Morning Gratitude started on this phone. And to think about, that, and, and I didn't take it serious, but the minute I go, wait a second, after hearing T.D. Jake's talk and, and the, the minute of like, Doing this purposefully, setting the time, 9 a.m. Pacific, and, and treating it like a show and, and trying to do, I would, I would put YouTube videos up originally because I wanted to have the intro. Because one of the things about lives are like, oh, I'm going to wait for some people to join. And, and, the, and, you're just, and you're sitting there awkward for 10 seconds. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm like, that's, ah, come on. So... We're going to play music videos. Well, then YouTube got mad at me. (laughs) So, And then I figured out someone blessed me and said, oh, you only get 30 seconds of music before you get in trouble. So that's where the music came from. But also the music, that is also what helps me nervous. You saw me on camera. Like I'm a nervous freaking wreck before I do this, especially today. But I mean, here's the thing. And I, I think this is something that you're saying is... If you have a dream and you feel it, you know it, and you go, man, if I could do any, if you're saying to yourself, if I can, if I could do anything in the world, I would do this. Now, look, I, if it's be a doctor, yeah, you're going to have to go to school. You're going to have to study it, whatever it may be. The point is this, the first step you take is not going to get you there. It's a freaking journey and you got to work for it. It's not easy. It's, it, it's not going to be given to you, but if you do it purposefully, if you take the steps purposefully, I promise you, your dreams will come true. I swear to you. And it, yes. dadgummit, if anyone can, I'm pro, I'm proving it and I'm not, I've not reached my goals. I have not where I want to go with this and what I want to do. I'm not there, yes. but dadgummit getting there is not the fun part. It's the journey, baby. It's the journey. Every day. Like that step. One more step. The joy is unbelievable. And look, life still is going to suck sometimes. But when you wake up in the morning, you get to go, man, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to, I get to do this. It's just, um, it's beautiful. Sorry. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So let me know when you're ready. <laughs> but 
He does. I think he just opens these doors, and we could never, never get um, there on our own. And how how do you know if you don't try? And, and look, guys, I, I want to say something. I, I have to say this. I, like, I, you, taking, you don't have to have the money to do it. If you have a dream, there's a way that you can at least take the step. If you want to be a writer and your dream is to write a book and you don't own a computer, notepads, write. If you, if like, I'm dyslexic, one of my dreams is to write a book. And I, every time I sat down to try to write a book, I'm like, my ADD went crazy. And I would start confusing words and freaking out and going all over the place. But then I started blogging when I, and, and, and this is, this was part of the journey in getting here and we won't go into the story, but I taught myself to write by blogging and it would be like a couple hundred words at a time. And like, cause that's all I could focus on. And then I developed what I, I learned about flow state and I learned how to trick my brain to where all of a sudden, like all the craziness and noise around me became this channeled energy where I could just write. And then sooner than later, I'm writing 1400 word blogs going, oh crap, I got to cut this in half because the, you know, the, they say to have it at 600 words. I have 65 chapters written for my book and I was a dyslexic mess. I still am. If it, it, like if you want to do something, you just got to take the first step, and then the next day take another step. And if you take a step back, do your best to take two steps the next day. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I remember when uh, I was at the workshop and the facilitator said, "What are you doing moving forward in the purpose of your life?" And my answer was, "Absolutely nothing." <laughs> <laughs> speaker. When I went home after this workshop, I tell you what, Josh, I went to this restaurant and there happened to be um, this piece of paper on the door and it said, Toastmasters meets here. And I was like, I've never seen this before. What? So, uh, you know, it was just like you said, one step at a time. And when I first started speaking, when I was nervous, Josh, this is what my lips would do. I can't do it. That is and that is quite the accomplishment. Um Really, really, really quick. I uh, want to give a shout out to the Edge Radio Network and everybody listening live on Spreaker. And uh, an absolute welcome to everybody from E360 TV. Thank you guys so much. I want to give a shout out to our Facebook audience. All of you lovely people. Lucette, Denise, Eileen, good to see you. Got people from all over the world here. Avi, my man. Monica, Glenn, good to see you. Wow, what a beautiful crowd. Trisha, great to see you. Carl, 
Uh, welcome everybody else that I can't see on the screen. Thank you guys so much for joining us and our amazing guest, Nancy Burroughs. And uh, up next after Nancy, we have Chris and Eric Martinez, which will also be fantastic. Um, so what's next for you, Nancy? What do you have going on? Uh, social media is really just booming these days, isn't it? It's crazy. Fantastic. Look at the names that you just named and where they're from. All over the world. World. Yes. The UK, we've got people from Jordan, like not Michael Jordan, the country Jordan. <laughs> people from all over the United States. We have somebody from China and Tokyo that joins. It's just, yes. it's amazing. It's so amazing. And they. And here's the thing. Here's what the coolest part about social media to me is. Because it's got its flubs and flaws and it, there's a dark uh, underbelly of it, of course. But the, the point I'm trying to make is social media shows that we are all God's children. We all have passion. We all have purpose. We all have a voice that needs to be heard. It doesn't matter where you're from and what you look like, who you love and who you worship. You all have a voice and you all have a message that needs to be heard. And, and, and this show is obviously blessed to be able to help people do that. What's up, Nick Harris? Um, it's blessed. Good morning, John. It, it's blessed to be able to help people share their stories from around the world. But the point is, Canada, what's up? Um, is the point is that we're all the same. Like, we are not different. You know, and, and so I hope that when you guys go out in public, if you're somebody that does have reservations or may discriminate a little bit, I'm hoping that social media and shows like this, I'm not patting myself on the back, but I'm just looking at the screen in front of me. And I know where people are listening from around the world on Spreaker um, and the Edge Radio Network and E360 and people from all over the world. Like this is proving that we all have a common interest in living our passion, living purposefully, and using the gifts that God gave us for good. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why you know, I took passion to help people achieve it. What is working inside? And it took a long time to get it, and it really does. So, how can we really embrace that purpose right. until we heal what's preventing us? from really stepping into that greatness with my Right, absolutely. Um, I wanna, um, <clears throat> tell me real quick, and we, we're almost out of time. Tell me about your morning routine. What do you do every morning to prepare yourself for the battle you take on? Because anyone that's living as purposefully as you are and living with the spirit, I know you get attacked. You suffer attacks from the enemy as much as anybody. And the, and the more you step into your purpose, the more attacks you get. What do you do to prepare yourself uh, each and every day? Okay. So I believe I mentor people and people mentor me. I believe it's two ways. So I'm up at 545 and I'm on a, a motivational call for my mentor. Mm. That sets me for my purpose. Next thing, what do I do? One of his assignments was write out a list and pick two of the things that are most important that would change your life. You know what was on that list? Read my Bible. Oh. It was this wake up moment of, you know what? Every day, 
just as committed as we do anything else, whether it's Facebook, right? Or that 545 motivational call and you get up for the call but not read my Bible. <laughs> Hello. So it's, it's plugging in, man. It's plugging in. Absolutely. Man, um, you know what? Uh, for being on the show today, I'm going to give you a giraffe. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you cannot sell it and you cannot give it away. What are you going to do with it? What am I going to do with it? You know what? I'm going to... Uh, I'm a collector of things like that. So see this? This is... This is this is a little chair one of my mentors gave me to imagine sitting alone time with God. These hearts, except for the red one, I find on the road. I, I think God romances me, and I find these hearts. <laughs> so the giraffe is going to sit there, and it's like, sticking your neck out in your, in your purpose, right? Make things happen. Ask for things. Um... Be of service to other people so that things come back. I think it's a great reminder. That's what I would use it for. I've never heard that answer before. Um, I'll take it. Okay, hold on. I got one more. I got one more. Last one. A penguin walks into a bar wearing a sombrero. What does the penguin say and what does it do? <laughs> you are our guest. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I quit. I got it. Oh my gosh. Nancy, I love you. You're amazing. I'm so blessed to call you a friend and thank you so much for being on Morning Gratitude. Um I will uh I want to have you back on so we can go deeper into purpose and your other projects and promote your podcast and look you're a friend of the show anything we can do to support you we are going to do awesome thank you god bless you're amazing oh god bye oh man wow um that was fun i and i you know what sometimes look so if for the new listeners on spreaker and the Edge Radio Network and the people watching on E360 TV and the people watching on Facebook Live. Look, you know, you guys know that if you've been, if you're familiar with the show, sometimes there's laughing, sometimes there's crying, sometimes there's insanity. There's, it's just all, it's going to be all over the place, but it always comes back to gratitude. And that is gratitude and joy. That's gratitude when things go your way. It's gratitude when things don't. It's gratitude through pain. It's gratitude through it all. And that's what it's all about. So sometimes we're going to discuss things that are a little painful. Um, but we, we also want to show and inspire that, you know, that painful stuff can be, have purpose. And I got kicked off the broadcast again. This is, you know what, BeLive, fix your software. I'm going to Zoom. Um, and, and if anyone knows BeLive out there, tell them I said that, please. Because this is twice it's happened. Um, but you guys know that, look, it, 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 I'm hoping with everything in me to, um, with these guests and their messages that it inspires you and shows you that you can get through anything. You can get through anything and you should never quit. You should never, ever give up on your dreams. Um, I am super stoked to have our next guest on. Um, this is, uh, 
These guys are awesome. It's a good song. I don't know. Can you guys hear that? It's not very loud. Hold on. Let me crank it up a little bit. Yeah! Man, these next guys, the dynamic duo, I'm sure you guys know them. And ladies, ladies, um, behave today because I know some of you got a little crazy with my guest earlier this week. And uh, look, Chris and Eric Martinez... I uh, had the pleasure of meeting them also at Cervex, but this Cervex in Orange County. Um, I love these dudes, man. Like any like millennials, I'm sure they're millennials. They look like millennials. They're younger than me. Um, anybody that is that age that is trying to set the world on fire in a good way and inspiring people, improving people's life, mind, body, spirit, health, all of it. These guys have just... Man, they're incredible. Like, they're incredible. They're so inspiring. Um, I love what they're about. And it, I, I'm honored to have... I mean, I'm honored to have everybody on my show. But these guys are kind of celebrities. And uh, to have them on the show, to have them come talk to you guys means a lot to me. So we're going to get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, the dynamic duo... They, oh, my God. They're identical twins. <laughs> I've never... They're, I can, it's kind of fun. I can see them. You can't see them yet. They really are. I think they're freaking identical twins. They look exactly alike. I wonder. I want to ask them about dating. <laughs> Chris and Eric Martinez, what's up? Welcome to Morning Gratitude. How are you guys? Joshua, how you doing, man? Thank you so much for having us. And hopefully the eyebrows aren't taking over the entire screen. That was kind of our big concern coming on here. Dude, I got some pretty big eyebrows too, man. Um, but I got a bigger head, so it kind of pulls them apart a little bit. Um. Wow, you guys, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. How are you today? We're doing good. I mean, can't complain. I mean, no Friday. Uh, the weather's great out here in sunny SoCal, so too blessed to be stressed as uh, Manny Lopez. <laughs> you know what? I, it is, it's every time I talk to him and he say it, I just went, he really means it. He really means it. And, and it's, it's, it's terrific because, yeah, it's a great mantra. Um, guys, for, first and foremost, before we get into it, uh, what are you guys grateful for today? Ooh, just, just waking up another day. Honestly, I really try to just, you know, practice just the life of abundance, uh, just my surroundings, this guy right here, uh, my girlfriend, uh, everything, you know, so I'm just grateful for those things. Uh, sometimes, you know, we take the small things for granted, so I'm just, I'm just grateful for that for myself. Wait, are you Eric or Chris though? I can't tell. And I want to know how in the world does your girlfriend know the difference? Um, okay, the, so on my right, wait, I can't point. So my right, Chris. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go by the shirt. I'm colorblind. They look like the same. Um, the V-neck. Okay, V-neck is Chris. Ah, uh, Joshua. No? <laughs> That's Eric. Gosh dang it. <laughs> All right. So how, I want to know, what, what is the difference? Because you guys look exactly alike. Ah, okay. Well, I, 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 you guys look exactly the same. I think one of you should cut little things in your eyebrows, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah like vanilla ice. Um, anyway, 
So I, I really appreciate it, um, you guys coming on the show. So tell me, what do you have? What's going on with you two? What, I mean, you guys. The last I saw, you're doing webinars that are blowing up, and you're just you do these amazing Facebook lives. You have a fantastic book. Um, wow. I mean, what what the heck? What do you what are you up to? in the past decade, just like, you know, being business owners, being entrepreneurs, um, just what life has taught us. Uh, we're, we're constant students. We're trying to get better, surround ourselves with people like you to uplift us, uh, stay hungry. So, man, we, we are just on this massive mission, but um, it's uh, it's tough. It, you know, we have our ups and downs like the entrepreneur roller coaster, um, but we're, we're trying to stay focused. We're trying to make an impact on the world, and yeah, that's pretty much what we're up to right now. So what what exactly is the mission? So the, the main mission really is increasing my confidence, all that stuff. But now it's really evolved into really just helping people become a better version of themselves. And then using the fitness as an icing on the, on the cake, right? So we're huge into personal development. We're huge into shifting your mindset. We're huge into transitioning what we call living a badass lifestyle. And then on top of that, that's when you start adding the fitness in, right? That's just a tool, okay? So right now we're trying to really you know, cultivate all five of those elements that we're talking about for somebody. And that's just to add on to that really quick, that's, this is something that we um, really talk about more in depth in our book, The New Era of Fitness. So we see fitness as a form of personal development and just with where society's going, where technology is going, it's just like if you're not working on yourself as right. well as kind of your body, then you know, you're really not going to evolve. And we're trying to preach more to chase the six pack in the brain first. Then chase the six pack on the outside, right? Everybody's old. everybody just wants to be physically fit, but nobody wants to be mentally, emotionally, and spiritually fit. So why? So this is the thing. So there's a lot of the personal development gurus. When you look at them, they're sloppy. I mean, everything that comes out of their mouth is great. It's like a pastor who is preaching about the importance of eating well and and and, and talking about the Daniel plan. I didn't mean to call him out. He just rejected me to be on the show. But he's talking about being healthy and fitness, and he's preaching it and talking about the Daniel fast, but he's not working out. Motivational speakers, the same way. Like, you cannot be of sound... You cannot... If you're not taking care of yourself physically, how do you expect your message to be taken seriously is what I've always believed in what you guys are doing. You guys incorporating all of it because it all matters... I love that. But I want to know, you guys are millennials. Like people are, like how do you feel about, like millennials are so disrespected. Like they're lazy. They're this, they're that. They're, they, don't, they don't take anything serious. They live in their parents' basement. What do you have to say to that? Obviously you're proving them wrong. You don't live in your parents' basement, do you? No. <laughs> okay. So what do, you, what, like, what do you have to say about that? Because I personally think millennials are the most misunderstood generation since maybe the 60s generation. Yeah. So, so I want to touch on what you talked about um, earlier about the first development team and gurus. And Eric can touch on the millennials thing since uh, you know, he's a mid Walter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what you talked about um, in the first development, here's the problem that I see, is a, a lot of these people that are they're preaching um, are not – Practitioners, they're not walking the walk. It's so easy these days to hop on a video webinar and, and just talk, talk, talk. But nobody is sitting there doing the actual work, walking the walk, right? Right. And that's something that what we really pride ourselves on is being true practitioners. We 
live and breathe this lifestyle every single day. And we admit when we make when we make mistakes, we admit when we need to sit there and learn something, change something, and then we'll go out there and teach it. You know, and I think a lot of these practitioners, you know, they're just one-sided. They sit there and they read a book or they go to a seminar, they come off this high and they're just like, okay, well, here, you gotta do this, 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 and then you gotta buy my product. But they're not really living, breathing the lifestyle, and they're not really true practitioners. And I think to add to your question about millennials, and I think you're spot on about that. Um, a lot of millennials are really disrespected and looked and overlooked, and they are looked at as spoiled, um, just instantaneous gratification. Um, and, and there is some truth to that, but at the end of the day, it's like millennials are, you know, what's going to take us, you know, through the next generation, keep innovating with uh, the things going around. And it's like a double-edged sword, right? To me, it just comes down to surroundings, your upbringing, your mentors. That's something that's really key. So for us, you know, love, we're you know thankful for our parents, you know, just raising us right. Then we put ourselves in a position with mentors. So you know, the last five to seven years, we've invested in you know high-level mentors from fitness, business, marketing, personal branding, to where it's like we want to extract that learning curve and you know learn from them. And a lot of millennials don't want to do that, right? They think that they can do it on their own. They have that superhuman, uh, you know, ego and syndrome. So I think it just really comes down to, you know, where is this millennial kind of, where is this millennial's mindset at? Is he basing his business around his core values? Is he, you know, thinking, is he in a growth mindset or is he still in that fixed mindset? I love that. I read an article talking about millennials being misunderstood and, what a lot of people forget is, you know, my parents and in the way I, where I grew up, it was about, you know, work hard and get an education and, 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 you know, but it was also about spending money on credit cards and financing things. And, and then all of a sudden we had the economy crashed and the millennials witnessed that crash and what it was like to do without. And the mindset of a millennial that I love that I think is rub, rubbing off on people my age and, and hopefully older is the willingness to collaborate and work together. Yeah. It, it's not, it's, 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 it's changed to me the way networking is looked at because you guys are willing to work together, collaborate, come together for projects. And whether it's temporary or long term, the fact is you're willing to collaborate. You're willing that you don't you don't necessarily need to own the 50,000 square foot house. Like, you know, Uber is a thing now where we have a more of a shared mindset, but it doesn't take away from your drive. You guys are two of the most motivated people I've ever seen in my life. And you're trying to change the world. You're trying to make the better a place, the world a better place because maybe you've seen a greedy world and you want it to be different. Like, that's what I like about millennials. Oh man, I think you guys are great. So what, what I, I do want to know though, you guys have taken on a huge mission. Like, I mean, you really are trying to change the world. Where does that come from at, at your age? Like who installed that in you, that drive, that passion, and that desire to do things as right as you can do them? Uh, seniors in high school, three days before Christmas. Uh, he was a correctional officer at San Quentin State Prison, so you know he fell asleep behind the wheel, passed away. So uh, our life really changed after that. So it's been an uphill battle um, ever since then. Then our mother turned to alcohol, uh, antidepressant pills. We lost her mother due to cancer. So like I said, it's been 
a lot for our family to handle and for us as well too as individuals. Uh, so I think what really um, installed all that, you know, that grit, that hard work um, was our father because he worked his ass off. He really did. And we saw that day in and day out. But as, you know, young kids at like, you know, 13 to 16, you don't really appreciate that. You don't see the work ethic. You don't appreciate that. But then as you get older, you reflect on that and you're like, wow, you know, our dad was amazing. Like he literally was you know, the role model, everything for our family. So that really stuck with us. And we're like, wow, he, we, we were blessed with a gift and talent with work ethic to where it's like, we are relentless. Right. And then we get our, our integrity and our huge heart from our mother. So, you know, with those two um, combinations, that has really been kind of like the recipe for, you know, our drive and our vision and mission, you know, that has brought us to where we are today. I love that. And I didn't, I, I'm so sorry. For the people that do not know Chris and Eric Martinez, I want to read this real quick. They're known as the dynamic duo. They operate a world-class online training, nutrition, and lifestyle consulting business by the name of Dynamic Duo Training. Chris and Eric are also business coaches that help fitness enthusiasts grow their online businesses. Along with being number one international best-selling authors and speakers. Chris and Eric have worked with thousands of people via online and in person to help them look better, feel better, perform better, and live a dynamic lifestyle through training, nutrition, mindset, personal development, and lifestyle practices. They practice what they preach. I can attest to this. They practice what they preach on a daily basis, and that's to live a dynamic lifestyle, which in their eyes means to keep evolving in life, love that, training and nutrition and to never live a static and complacent lifestyle. Be excited every morning and reach for the stars. You deserve it. Um, I, yeah, again, guys, I can I can attest to that. I've, I've been watching your growth uh, just since Cervex OC. Um, just really, really proud of what you guys are doing, and I love that. Um, where, who would you say is your biggest influence? Is it your father? I would say he's our biggest influence. Like kind of what Eric said, just uh, seeing the day-to-day work that he did, you know, waking up at the four in the morning, coming home, taking a nap, and trying to be attentive to us and, and really keep us um, in, in a straight line to, to become the people we are today. You know, sure. never missed a basketball game, never missed a soccer game. Wow. Um, so, yeah, he is, he is our biggest influence. You know, and it's like, unfortunately, we lost him at a very young age, you know, but that's exactly why I think we gravitated towards mentors as well, too. You know, because... We wanted to keep surrounding ourselves by higher level mentors, people that have made mistakes and people that can teach us. And that's like another reason why we have such a huge drive to make an impact is because we see the power of what mentors can do. And if like, if we could have had a mentor from 18 to 24, which was the darkest period in our life, if I could have had a mentor there, man, you know, I could have avoided so much pain and agony, you know, but it's one of, the, one of those things you can't rewind the thought, but you can always go forward and teach people so they can avoid that, that situation too. Absolutely. I, um, you, so we are in the social media age, no joke, because we're on social media now. Um, but there's trolls and there's haters and there's people that no matter how good you try to do, they're going to come at you. I know you guys have haters because anyone that's trying to do God's work is going to have haters. How do you keep that, those, the haters, the, the people coming at you, the people that want to knock you down, the people that want to dismiss you because you're a millennial, how do you keep that from clouding your vision for your mission? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we get a ton of uh, comments about our eyebrows, so I'll throw that out. <laughs> 
There's probably one every single morning on YouTube. Um, <laughs> so, man, uh, you know, there's kind of two ways to go about it. I, I've, seen, I've seen, like, some other, like, you know, influencers, they'll sit there and attack people. They'll let it, like, ruin their day. They'll let it get under their skin. They'll fire back in the comments. For me, I am not going to waste a single minute of my time, my breath, my energy towards a comment, towards anything like that, right? So I ignore them. You know what I mean? There's like a, there's this old saying where it's like you can wrestle with a pig, but at the same time, <laughs> it's so true, man. That's exactly what they want. They want you to wrestle with them, go back at it, and then they end up winning, right? And then you end up wasting time, energy. You're frustrated. You lose track of what you're doing for the day. So for me personally, I don't get into that stuff. And I recommend uh, people just don't even get into it. Don't give them the time of day. Just like brush it off like it didn't even pop up, you know? Yeah, I agree with Chris on that too. Uh, I'm very much like that. And one of our mentors told me one time, he was like, you know what, don't even waste your time with that. The best way to get back at your haters is just keep doing what you're doing and live that awesome lifestyle. And then that will shut them up. I love that. I love it. Um, wow, man. So there are some, I, <laughs> some people are already harassing your eyebrows. <laughs> So, Spreaker audience and the Edge Radio Network, you guys cannot see the comments unless you've come over and joined us on Facebook uh, or E360 TV, but oh my gosh, um, the comments are hilarious, you trolls. Randy, you're a troll. Uh, Bonnie, oh, here they are. Here she is. Bonnie, uh, Bonnie already likes you guys. <laughs> Bonnie, you, uh, you cannot sexually harass um, our guest. Uh, you calm down. Lauren Harris, yes, I know it's a white door. We're getting a green screen soon. Leave me alone. Um, Lauren also says, you almost look related. It's uncanny. LOL. Hi, guys. Love these guys. Um, people. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Cantu, hope you're feeling better. She, uh, she says you guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. So where do you want to go? Like, what is the... What's the next step? You guys got a lot going on. You've got your your hands and a little bit of everything. What is your ultimate end goal? What's your goal? What is the thing? What is the goal that you have that almost seems unattainable, but you know you're going to get it? That's a great question. Um, number one, I think it is just, you know, right now this year, we're really testing out um, you know, more speaking engagements, seeing if we like the lifestyle of actually traveling, which already is pretty exhausting. So we have a lot of uh, speaking engagements that we're very grateful for coming up in 2018. Excellent. So that's going to be a great test. Um, from there... Obviously, we want to keep pushing our book out there because that was a huge accomplishment towards us, and there's such a great message in that book to where it's like we want to keep pushing that out there, keep changing people's mindset with fitness and not having them look at it as black and white under a microscope anymore. That it's more of like you know a growth mindset, and like I said, it's more of a lifestyle type of approach. Um, after that, I think just we want to keep pursuing um, our next endeavor with um, you know coaching you know these fitness premiers, personal trainers how to sit there and take their, their, their in-person business to online and actually scale their business. I think there's a huge, huge gap for that, and we have a lot of experience with our business the last eight years. We've had high-level mentors, coaches, to where it's like now it's our, our turn to sit there and give back to them, serve them, and teach them the right way to do things. Yeah. And so one thing, too, is I'm just like, this guy, that, that's the vision going forward. It drives me crazy. <laughs> 
years ago, one thing though I think is a great message too for the listeners uh, that we've learned and going forward, it's great to have a vision, you know, very crystal clear vision to keep you on track, but I think it's also important to not get married to that vision because what that's going to do is it's going to create you to be fixated on that and you need to be able to pivot and adapt when things come up. And us as humans, we have different interests. Things come up, different opportunities come up. And I think you need to be able to sit there and adapt and pivot to some of those opportunities. And I'm a huge uh, proponent in experimenting with things, right? So like with Eric and I, we love experimenting with things like what we're doing, speaking right now. We want to experiment with maybe doing some masterminds of ourselves, some workshops, some meetups, things like that. So you just got to test things out and see what really you really like to do going forward, but still stay within alignment with your vision, but don't get so fixated on it. It's like it's a straight linear line. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bonnie, Bonnie, Bonnie's funny. Um, I love her. I don't sexually harass people. I'm just trying to have fun. I know. And she's also a twin. Um, good, that is great advice. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm, I don't know if you guys can see the comments, but I can. And they sometimes, I cannot keep my composure. Um, wow, guys, I, I'm so grateful that you came on the show. Do me a favor because your book is fantastic. It's just it's it's in the other room and I don't I don't want to I can't leave but um, please plug your book in the comments because I do really encourage people to read your book um, and and then also follow you on all of your social media I'll make sure to plug all that stuff in the comments for people because you guys really are to me like guys out men and women out there that have kids uh, that are growing up these two are fantastic mentors they're really I just I really believe in them and I just know that they're going to do amazing things in this world. I mean, they already are, but it's just going to continue to grow. Uh, Chris and Eric, uh, thank you so much. I, 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 I'm also going to give you a giraffe. Yeah, but you have to share it. Um, you can't give it away and you can't sell it and you have to share it. What are you going to do with the giraffe? No, it's a it's a real draft, dude. I don't think it's gonna fit in that room. <laughs> I know this guy. A giraffe fit in the room. No, it's a real giraffe. What are you gonna do with it? I don't know, man. I'm stumped. I guess I guess what I'll do with it is I'll ride it around LA to, to bypass all the traffic. How about that? Yeah. And, and you know, if motorcycles can go in between cars, so can a giraffe. <laughs> I like Chris's idea. <laughs> you guys. Hey. Thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, God bless you guys and keep up the great work, man. Thanks so much for having us, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks uh, so much for doing the great work, man. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. See you soon. Man, I got to find a new question. And I got sunlight in my eyes. I'm going to have to start wearing sunglasses during the show. Walk the giraffe on the beach. There you go. Yeah, they live in L.A. What the heck? Can you imagine? Can you imagine seeing a giraffe? On the 405, I got kicked off the camera again. Dadgummit, be live, fix your software. Can you imagine having a giraffe walk in the middle of cars on the 405? That would be hilarious. Or rolling down the Sunset Strip with a giraffe. I'd wear a cowboy hat, a Speedo, and cowboy boots. And, and, and I would wear a saddle and just ride it up and down Sunset all the time. I don't know how well the giraffe would do in San Diego. Anyway, Trisha, welcome back. Okay, so everybody listening, 
everybody that's listening right now on Spreaker and the Edge Radio Network. Thank you guys so much. This has been an amazing week. Um, it's been a tremendous blessing and so many new changes. Uh, E360, uh, really starting Monday, uh, is going to be an adventure. But I want to thank all of you guys that are watching for on E360 and from E360. Thank you for the support. Thank you for believing in this show. Um, thank you, Facebook audience. You guys... Um, <laughs> I'm so thankful for you guys. I love you guys so much. Um, if you're listening on the radio right now, uh, you can follow the madness that happens in these comments every day. Um, if just look up Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude or just look up Joshua T. Berglund. We stream from both. I want to give a shout out really quick to SoCo Cannabis Creations. Uh, go to SoCoCanna.com. Use the promo code LiveMana. And um, if you don't know how to spell that, just message me and I'll tell you. You'll save 10% and get free shipping on the world's greatest CBD products. Um, I got kicked off again. Dadgummit, this is annoying. Um, so anyway, one other thing. Call a power pizza. So as you guys know, I'm obsessed with this cauliflower pizza. I It is the greatest pizza ever. I, I honestly, like why would you ever order anything, you know, like from Pizza Hut or whatever, unless if they want to sponsor the show. Um, but I'm obsessed with this cauliflower pizza. It's cauliflower crusted pizza. And I went to Ralph's and bought every one that they had yesterday. I'm obsessed with it. It's so good and it's actually healthy. Who would you imagine? But I, I've contacted them and I've been harassing them about them sponsoring the show. And I got an email back from them. And so I don't know. We'll see. Stay tuned. Anyway, you guys are amazing. Um, I'm so grateful for all of you watching the show. It means the world to me. Um, it's been a fun week. Next week, I think we are going to have a better intro. Because <laughs> I swear to you, I have butchered the intro so bad every day. And it's just I get so excited and giddy. Like, I need someone to do it for me. Anyway... I love you guys. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you and all of the support, the love, all of your shares, likes, comments, all of that stuff. Thank you again, Spreaker audience. Thank you again, the Edge Radio Network. Thank you, E360 TV. Thank you, Facebook Live. God bless you and see you very, very soon. Bye-bye. For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro colored bark mulch from the Home Depot. Now three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store.